Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Hoff. I tell you what, I have a love-hate relationship with technology. We're a little bit late getting started this morning. It was a perfect storm of a mess here getting connected, but we were able to connect and get on air here a couple minutes late, but I do apologize for that. I want to thank Jeremy at the station and Oz for walking me through. I'm flying solo here today, flying solo here this morning some things popped up and here we go no eyes to throw stuff at me when i get off schedule or the time clock or keep me straight during the breaks but we'll be good to go here we are on a friday i've got matt lamb here in the program that's going to be joining us as well um and i want to talk i want to talk about covid I want to talk about COVID. I want to talk about Biden yesterday, his speech. Um, I don't know if you saw this thing. I'm planning on playing a little bit of it. By the way, for the record, right now, (laughs) right now, and this changes. You've seen this. If you haven't seen this, let me make you aware of this. But right now, the count, what am I watching? I have the YouTube clip of Biden's speech yesterday, three 3.1 thousand views for the president of the United States on his 45 minute talk. That and it picks up at the. It's not at the beginning. Maybe it is the beginning. You know, when you listen to Biden talk, you don't really know where the beginning is. Anyway, he's probably up there saying things, and then they turn the mic on. Of course, they're saying things in his. In that earpiece, okay, President, Mr. President, you're on the, you're going live. Here we go. Remember the teleprompter, sir. I'm kidding, not kidding. It's not personal, but I mean the stuff that we're subjected to. The dog and ponies show the smoke and mirrors here, and and just the the way that we're supposed to ignore legitimate um, things about Biden, and then of course believe that Trump was Trump was a step away from throwing the country under the bus and you know remaking it as a dictatorship this is the narr- this is literally the narrative and if you look at the look at this side that's constantly on the side of mandates forcing this vaccine that and again i don't look i know if you watch me on youtube i'm probably this show's probably going to get taken down today and youtube doesn't know how many strikes i have anyway um, so this could be my 95th strike on YouTube by their account. It could be their first strike, anything in between. But we've got, um, we've got, we're going to talk about this. I don't know how else to talk about this. My job for my friend is to come to you this, well, when I'm on this air and to tell you what I think, raise questions, think things through, talk things through, uh, things through with you. And I've got to be able to do that in an honest way. And, that's where we are. But this back to this Biden video on YouTube. 
3.1 thousand views, it says. 117 likes, 337 thumb down, thumbs down, what dislikes or whatever. So that's what we've got with Biden here. And again, we we are well on the path to mask mandates. In fact, I saw yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the CDC director said that if, uh, well, it wasn't the, the, who was it? Maybe his, one of his people in his administration, I forget who it was now, I read this, was saying we might return to masks if that's what the CDC recommends. And of course, we know the CDC now is telling people in areas where the virus is spiking that they should wear masks if they are vaccinated or unvaccinated. Again, folks, if you are vaccinated, that is fine. If you are not vaccinated, that is fine. All I think, my whole thing is just do what you think. I mean, based upon the advice from your doctor or, you know, your own your own research. And, I mean, legitimate research, not just like only read stuff that's one way or the other. There's a lot of things about this we don't know. There's a lot of things about this we do know. For example, yesterday I found um, on a – what's the – nature. Is it nature.com? Yeah, nature.com. This is a story from back in May. Headline says, had COVID, you'll probably make antibodies for a lifetime. Now, this really should not be surprising because this is how the body – This is how God designed the body to work, right? From a Christian perspective, from the fall of man, bad stuff started happening because of our own decisions. The universe began unraveling and disease, you know, started existing, multiplying and so forth. And so the body has an ability. God gave us the ability to, when it recognizes in the bloodstream or wherever to uh, to develop antibodies. Oh, that thing is a foreign, uh, you know, a foreign entity. Let us fight that off. And so it develops a way to, to fight off and, and to keep those, um, that virus from replicating or to slow its replication or to just fight it off and however the body does it. I'm not a scientist, microbiologist, but I've always studied these things, right? I mean, reading trying to just understand. I have an interest in a lot of things. This is, many of you do too. This is how the body works. And once the threat is gone in your bloodstream, there's no, there may not be any antibodies left, but you know what? They go into your bone marrow. They hang out down there. The body says, hey, you know what? That thing that we fought off, let's let's keep some of those folks around so that if we ever detect it in our bloodstream again, if we ever detect it inside the the confines of this body again. Let us create, you know, call that guy back up here so he can fight, fight this this virus. And that's what happens. And so they're doing blood draws sometimes to detect antibodies. And remember the whole thing, oh man, you only have antibodies for some amount of weeks or months. Well, often, well, what typically happens is it goes into the bone marrow. So unless you're doing some pull from bone marrow, I don't, even think that you can detect it and it doesn't mean it's not there so it's science i mean that's what we've learned from science over all this all these generations and not only that if you are if you are uh 
the mask. We act as though the mask is has just now been studied for the first time during COVID. And the truth is, that's not the case. It had been studied with the flu many times. And I had cited, I remember I, I'd found some research on this. There were like six, eight, nine tests that all of them, every single one of them showed that masks did nothing, nothing statistically, what I want to say, relevant to the to the spread, to preventing against the spread of COVID. Or again, it wasn't COVID, it was the flu, I believe. In fact, one of those studies showed that wearing a mask actually makes it more likely that you spread COVID or, you know, that you get COVID or spread it to someone else because you're touching the germs with your hand when you're fidgeting with your mask. And you know that the research has been done to find other things on masks. But here we go back down the mask path. Biden going to knock on your door. Excuse me. Have you been vaccinated? The door-to-door vaccine core. Why aren't people more, I mean, upset about this? We've gotten this mindset that says you will get this vaccine. If you, you will get this vaccine, if we got to hold you down and shove this in your arm. And I made this observation, which I feel is pretty obvious, right? I, I believe at this point there are some people who are, I'm not saying we're going to actually get there. I pray that we don't. But there are some people that you will encounter today that would absolutely, without any question whatsoever, have no problem strapping you down and giving you the jab if you've not had it. That sound American to you, my friend? I mean, again, there's just so many questions. If the vaccine works, Biden says that this is a, what's he say? This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated they want to save you from yourself. You're too stupid. They care more about your life than you care about your own. Had a heard something from a uh, from my wife about one of her friends yesterday. Some of the things that she's getting in the workplace. Stuff that if if it would happen with any other thing besides your vaccination status, people would be up in arms. People would be crying. That's a HIPAA violation. That's none of your business. Who do you think you are? Just like openly telling people, hey, this person here at the office or whatever hasn't had the vaccine. And then they kind of gang up on the person, look at them as though they're a moron. Do you understand that you're going to die if you don't take this vaccine? And I'm thinking, who's the one that's, of course, of course, there is a risk. There's a risk with both. I, and, and I don't know why we don't allow. Well, I do know why. But as reasonable adults, I don't know why we aren't allowed to say that. I had a conversation yesterday with someone. This individual got their first dose of the vaccine yesterday or the day before or something. And we talked about it. And we talked about it like adults. You know, one way or the other. And this person knew, yeah, I can see it both ways. There's risks both ways. I decided that it's this person. This person said, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get the vaccine because I think that it's better to have it than to not have it." I respect that. I have some of you that say, "Hey, you know what? You need to tell people how bad this thing is." And there are things that you need to to research, uh, but there's also lots of people that have had it that have 
you know, had not not really had any problems. Most people that I'm aware of at least get a little bit sick for a day or two. I have known people that have had um some very bad side effects and not not tons not tons but I know of people who's I mean it's been really bad one guy that's had it I mean just I don't know it's it's been really bad for him but we're not allowed to have this conversation that's not American either we'll find out if YouTube thinks I can even and what did I even say did I say don't get the vaccine I've never once said that in fact, I specifically said the opposite. If you think you should get it, you should get it. That's what I think. If you think you shouldn't get it, then I don't think you should get it due to force. I think that too. And I don't understand what is so tough about this. Again, Biden says it's a it's a uh, pandemic of the what do I want to say here the the unvaccinated, and so basically he's now admitting that the only people according to what they're telling us now, which is subject to change at any second in time. And it's not just because they don't know. It's because sometimes they try to get you to do something that they just want you to do without question. Who are you? By the way, who are you to ask a question of some of these vaccine Nazis, the door-to-door vaccine corps that Biden's going to be sending through neighborhoods soon? Now they're going to pay. They're they're telling states to pay a hundred bucks a vaccine. Um, people who have already had the vaccine are thinking, "Wait a minute, where's my where's my hundred here? I need I need a hundred for that too." You didn't pay me. I mean, this we got we got the money I alluded to yesterday in COVID's for the uh, the first American Rescue Act or whatever they call these things. A billion, excuse me, a trillion dollars that's still been unspent in the previous rescue plans. We're voting to spend more money as we speak on quote unquote infrastructure. On and on this stuff goes, right? It, it just it permeates every aspect of our lives. You see more and more agencies. I see then I see the military now. Military is going to require, I believe I saw that this morning. Make sure I'm not making that up here on the spot. Uh, I saw it last night, New York Times headline. I think I'll look at that during the break. But I think I know that there's departments now that are requiring it. Federal employees in general are now requiring it per Biden's speech yesterday, which, again, time permitting, I'll play some sound bites from. But I just wanted to kind of give you some just the general rundown here of where we are, what's going on the status of what it means to be an American today. Charles Barkley said the other day, if you've not gotten the vaccine by now, you're a, what can I say on the, the, the air? It's not, it's something that would definitely get bleeped. You are the backside, a part of your backside. That's what he said. Anyway, so much going on with this. And you know, underneath all, all of it, is this uncertainty about what is what's going to happen next? I mean, are we really headed back towards some of these draconian measures of complete lockdowns and shutdowns? You got Nancy Pelosi telling Capitol Police to arrest people who don't have masks on. 
I mean, this is we, we've gotten into to complete nuttyville here. And again, some people are cheering this. I mean, they're literally cheering this. You got some people, and I got to take a break, I know, but you have some people who are cheering if, say, someone gets the uh, gets COVID that doesn't have the vaccine. There are literally people, I'm telling you, this sounds terrible, but they're almost, I'm going to throw the word almost in there because I think some actually go past almost. I'm just being nice here. They almost are rooting for bad things to happen. So they can say, see, I told you so. I'm, I tried to tell them I'm smart. I follow the science. These people are idiots. They're just Trump supporters or whatever. You know, Trump got the vaccine. Trump's the one that, it, without Trump, there wouldn't even be this vaccine, which some people say that's a great thing. Other people say that's part of the problem. Okay, I can see. I can see. I can get both of, you know, perspectives on that too. But we are well down the path to Nuttyville here with this. The government knows best. You get less options. Shut up and do what you're told. That's where we are. Get a hundred bucks in the process. Some other. Remember when Bush's tax cuts back in whatever early two thousands? We got six hundred bucks. The criticism for that. Oh, they're going to send you your your measly six hundred bucks. Remember Nancy Pelosi talking about. What peanuts and all this stuff? Of course, it's peanuts when you're you've used your position of office to get mega wealthy, arguably. Anyway, a hundred bucks. That's all, oh, man. That's great. Oh, Biden cares about average people. I mean, this stuff just on and on. This goes into so many areas of our lives. Meanwhile, the rest of us are just trying to get back to normal. Be responsible, right? But we're trying to live our lives, run our businesses. There's other side effects to COVID, mental health, children getting back to normal, educations plummeted because I saw yesterday Jay Hyde of Shepherd shared with me that there were what, uh, we've lost six months. I think it was six months because of what happened last year with education, six months of education. It translates into like $60,000 per person of, of lost income. They project over time because of what happened to COVID. The cost of this, you add this stuff up. Monstrous. Can't ask questions, though. Can't share your own feelings. Can't have a dialogue. If you're not getting vaccinated, you're part of the problem. You're probably banned or shadow banned or throttled on social media. Really long in this segment. Quick time out. Next segment is going to be really short. Then I've got a conversation with Matt Lamb of... Uh, the College Fix. We're going to talk a little bit about some things happening on colleges pertaining to COVID as well, but quick timeout. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. It's going to be an ultra- uber short segment here because well just gonna have to be that way because i've gotten there's a tech problem at the top we lost a couple minutes and i was long-winded last segment i referenced something i said that i saw in the new york times last night i did see it military members headline in the new york times will be subject to the same covid19 vaccination rules that president biden outlined for civilian federal workers the pentagon said last night 
And that basically is having people who are unvaccinated submit to testing as often as twice as we, uh, twice a week, be restricted from traveling, and be required to wear a mask and remain socially distant. I, look, this you know what this is? The, this is to make your life as miserable as possible to <clears throat> encourage you to get the vaccine. That's it. That's what this is. That's what this is. And really, what Biden has admitted, for any critical thinkers out there, Biden has admitted by, by what they're telling us now, which, again, is subject to change at any moment in time. In fact, it may have already changed 11 times for all I know. Biden has admitted the that this is a – well, has said, claimed this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you're going to be fine. You might get COVID. You might get COVID, but you won't have extreme circumstances or symptoms. You're not going to be hospitalized. That's what they're saying now. You're not going to be – the likelihood of death is low. The likelihood of death is already low to begin with. And I'm not, look, I'm just telling you, right? You do with information. I I know people that are vaccinated and I think great. I know people who are unvaccinated and I think great. The point is, if the vaccine is working and, and doing its job, do, does it really, does it really warrant all this additional behavior and making lives miserable for people? Why twice a week? Why not every hour? We don't know. We don't know. Why Why would we just wait and, you know, say it's Sunday and Thursday that they get the test? What if they got exposed Monday or Sunday after the test? There's three or four days where you are putting people at risk. But you're not because you're crammed in the corner of the room with your mask on and you can't travel anywhere. Waiting, scheduling your next Tests where they're going to jab something eight feet up your nose. I just, this is designed to make it miserable. To me, this is, I, I don't see this any other way. I really don't. Designed to make it miserable. Meanwhile, I got to take a break. Just saw another headline in the New York Times that this Delta variant, the Delta variant, this is breaking news, 1252 this morning. The Delta variant is as contagious as chickenpox and may be spread by unvaccinated people. Well, no, no, oh my gosh, no kidding. We knew this already too, but now they got to put it into the headline because we're, we're moving down towards who knows what's next, more mask mandates and so forth. Um, it can be spread as easily as the, by the vaccinated as the unvaccinated, which means if you're, if you're vaccinated – you can carry the virus and it can mutate just as much as if you don't because they, oh my goodness, this stuff just defies common sense, folks. I'm telling you it does because they told us that the reason I've got to get vaccinated is because I might catch it and it might mutate and go around someone else's vaccine. That's the short version of what they're telling us. Anyway, I just have to run. I got to take a break. I don't have to run share a conversation I had with Matt Lamb, but this stuff, I really don't mind whatever choice people make, but my goodness, it just, they're up in the ante. This is 2.0 on government's response to COVID, and it's as though they've learned nothing but to be more totalitarian and author, uh, authoritarian. 
But they're the ones that are defending democracy, they say. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Got to take a break. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. assistant editor of the college fix and he comes on the program from time to time to talk about some of the stuff happening in education in general college campuses and so forth so matt welcome back to the program how are you today sir good thanks for having me well it's always a pleasure and i'm always enlightened uh, after our conversations here so a couple things that we've uh, that, that some articles that you sent me that we've looked at and get into a couple of of these but I think I want to start with the one that we were just talking about off air before uh, before we jumped on this interview here. And headline here um, at thecollegefix.com is BYU-Hawaii, which I didn't know there's a BYU campus in Hawaii, but BYU-Hawaii refuses, refuses to grant student exemption from the COVID vaccine that could paralyze her. So tell us about what this story is and, and what's going on here. Sure. So Olivia Sandor was going to be um, a freshman at Brigham Young University in Hawaii, um, which is, of course, run by the, the Mormon Church. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, she took um, a vaccine for something. I'm not sure if it was for the flu or, or, or measles, what exactly it was for. But um, she had a reaction. Um, she developed something called Guillain-Barr syndrome. And what that does is it can paralyze you. So she was actually paralyzed from the waist down. Um, Mm -hmm. Thankfully, she was able to regain the ability to walk. So when Brigham Young University, Hawaii, mandated the vaccine, she, you know, gathered all the documentation from her doctor. Um, The FDA actually recently put a warning on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that said this is a possibility. And she asked the university for an exemption. Um, from this policy. Which is totally reasonable. Actually, right, totally reasonable. Um, and they actually denied it. But what's interesting is the university does not require their faculty and staff to get vaccinated. So they've already established that some people will be safe, that they've, they've already accepted a certain level of people won't be vaccinated this fall, but they're refusing to give an exemption to someone who has very clearly established credible fear of what will happen if she she takes the vaccine mm. Man, it, it is following this stuff and, and keeping up with you know the latest with covid and even today we played a soundbite from biden um, saying that if you don't get the vaccine you're not as smart as he thought <laughs> as he thought you were which i kind of take as a compliment for those that decided not get a vaccine but I mean, keeping on top of this and factoring in all these individual situations like we have with this student um, seems to have been lost here in this whole process. So what did she decide to do, Matt? She's she's not going there anymore. Is that is that correct in my understanding? Right. So the most recent update I know is that she said she won't go there. I mean, she, she can't. They won't let her on. It's a standstill. They she won't get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. They won't let her come out without a vaccine. So I believe she's, um, I assume she's looking at her other options. And what's interesting is there's actually two other BYU campuses. Um, most people probably know the Salt Lake City one. 
and then there's one in Idaho. And I mm-hmm. don't believe they've required um, the COVID vaccine yet. <laughs> so she uh, could look into there. But, of course, there's always the fear that, well, they could just come out next semester and say you have to take it. So yeah. I, as far as I know, she's exploring her options, um, you know, maybe looking at public universities. If she actually went to the public university, University of Hawaii, they've removed their vaccine mandate. So um, she would actually, I believe she actually is a uh, Mormon. So she actually sure. would have more religious liberties if she went to the public university and not <laughs> the university run by her own church. Oh, my which, goodness. Which is a curious situation. Well, and and it is it is a maze of confusion. The left hand does not know what the right is doing, and if she goes, who knows? They might have the Biden door to door vaccine corps come and knock in and force the jab right. owners. Well, who knows what's next? So, another article you sent me that I'm intrigued by, and this um, kind of falls in the same general category, I guess. Clemson school administrators used COVID caps and. F- and fake RSVPs to suppress turnout at a conservative event. This sounds like a perfect match made in heaven for these liberals running college campuses and using these excuses to suppress conservative turnout. Tell us a little about what's going on here. Sure. So last year in April, the Turning Point USA um, group at uh, Clemson was hosting a number of speakers. Um, you know, they sponsored different events. And because of the um, the lockdowns and COVID, this is April of 2020, so there's mm-hmm. still a lot we were, you know, kind of learning. Um, several administrators, one whose name was Amy Burke and another whose name was Shredda Bufford, um, they were actually caught on social media um, bragging about how they had reserved extra tickets that they never planned to use, and then obviously they weren't going to show up. So we can imagine this would happen, let's say there was 50 spots, let's just say. Mm -hmm. And if they each reserve 10 or 15, then those people who might want to come to the event see it and they're not allowed to come in. This has actually been used before. When I actually used to work for Turning Point many uh, several years ago, um, people would do this. They'd reserve lots of seats that they had no intention of using, and then they wouldn't show up. so, you know, and these are also administrators, so I think it's fair to ask, like, well, what role did they maybe play in setting the original limits, or who did they talk to? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it's really harmful, of course, the college discussion, because maybe there were liberal students who wanted to come and wanted to debate these speakers or wanted to challenge them. And they actually also were, were shut out. And, of course, conservative students who wanted to hear from these speakers, you know, they they could have lost a chance. So. It's a it's a very disturbing story, um, and um, yeah, I mean, I, so I think it's something that probably does happen at campuses a lot, probably more now because of these, you know, social distancing limits that administrators can can point to. So, so they reserve a room at campus at uh, Clemson, which is in South Carolina. They um, there's restrictions because of COVID, so there can't be many people there. Then you have. Is it are these you said professors? Was it was Amy Burke a professor was, administrator? Is it? No, it's okay. It's two administrators. I'm not sure what their um what what their role is at the university, but they're definitely administrators. So it's it's literally people that are supposed <laughs> supposed to be in positions that are ensuring that students get a well rounded education and 
By the way, these are points of view that you will rarely hear in the classroom from professors, and so they're actively pro- preventing people, preventing students, students that they're supposed to be helping make sure that they get an education, a, a well-rounded education. They're blocking them from hearing alternative points of view, and this sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah, and it it can't be, I can't emphasize this point enough that these people are paid, the students are their customers. The, these students pay for these people to have to have jobs. So if I was the student, I would be making a lot of noise. And, and you know, and, and, and it, it might be worth it for the students, you know, look, we're not an advocacy organization, so it's just throwing an idea. But, you know, maybe go meet with these administrators and, you know, see how brave they are when a couple students, you know, respectfully, peacefully go into their office and say, why would you do this? Why would you, <laughs> I, right. you know, put all this effort into having an event? Tell me why you would, why, why would you, of all the things, apparently administrators are always so busy, you would set aside time. Look, if you don't want to go to the event, don't go to the event. If you want to go and challenge a speaker, go and challenge a speaker. Exactly. But don't, you know, take the laziest, you know, cruelest option, which is to hurt someone else's event just because you you may not like what they have to say. And, you know, these speakers sponsored by a conservative group, certainly, but maybe you'll find something you, you know, agree with them on. Maybe they'll an interesting point or you'll just be exposed to a new idea. Or maybe if their ideas are as bad as you act like they are, these administrators and so forth, I, I, I like it when people who don't make any sense actually get the microphone because – it illustrates just how bad these ideas are. So if the ideas were as bad as they act like they are, they would presumably want as many students to hear about it as possible so they wouldn't have to continue fighting uh, against these right. stupid ideas to begin with. So, okay. Um, what Really quickly here, there's um, this pro-life. Um, I'm pulling this one up really quick. Matt and... My computer's not acting uh, quick enough here for me. University officials appear to ignore requests to limit pro-life groups' access on campus. This um, some good news. There's getting university officials were getting pressure to um, limit this group's access on campus, and the looks like the university may have actually done the right thing. Am I reading this right? Right. So um, basically the student government at Colorado State University asked officials to review, uh, review, it can be a loaded word, Mm -hmm. advertisements from a group called the Alpha Center, um, which is a pregnancy resource center. Sometimes they're called crisis pregnancy centers, which is basically a nonprofit that provides um, you know, maybe assistance in signing up for social services, pregnancy testing, parenting classes. Basically, if you're pregnant, you can go there. Um, some offer ultrasounds. Some have more medical capabilities. Some are more maybe just like help you, you know, find a job or provide you with sure. you know, diapers. Um, but they, the, the student government members were against this group. It does a lot of work. It's not at the university, but it's near campus, and certainly we know that college women are very are you know one of the groups highest to have abortions just because they're young, they're less likely to be married, you know they they don't necessarily have a full time job if they're going to school, mm-hmm. and so this group is you know we always hear I, I'm sure if you've ever done sidewalk counseling or, or you know just even talked about being pro life, 
know, we always hear, well, why don't pro-lifers do all these things to help women? It's like, okay, well, we're helping women. It's like, well, we don't like it now because you're too successful. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, you know, of course, if you're really pro-choice, this is a choice. I'm not pro-choice. I'm certainly pro-life. But if your ideology is, well, women should be able to make this decision on their own, you know, well, then this is an option. This is a pro-life group saying, you know, please consider choosing life. We're here to help you with resources, considering adoption or parenting. Um, and so, you know, this group wanted this group actually wanted a you know a university employee to be put in the position of fact checker because you know, I don't really think we want like a government bureaucrat, you know, fact checking advertisements. <laughs> what could possibly um, go wrong? Yeah. I mean, maybe those Clemson administrators could get this job. <laughs> maybe you know? <laughs> it's a match made in heaven, isn't it? So occasionally right. some some good news on on the college front, but I think I think the the bigger picture, and I think what we learn from you each week is that um, these the um, the pursuit what do I want to say the, the the pressures I guess that are on college campuses to silence free speech or certain points of view to do away with with choice, as in the case with this BYU uh, student, incoming student, and to you know to have these policies that are sometimes make no sense at all. That this is kind of insidious and rampant. It's just a constant assault, I guess, on on common sense and reason, and just choice in this particular case on on college campuses. So I I appreciate what you guys do at the College Fix and bringing these stories to light and occasionally a university like Colorado state here gets it, gets it right and actually does the right thing. So that's good to know as well. So Matt, tell folks where they can find out more about what you do and uh, just where they can get uh, some of these articles and information that you write about at the college fix. Sure. Um, So the college fix.com is the best place to go. You can sign up for emails. We're on rumble, gab, telegram, course facebook and twitter um you know we, we post probably five or six different articles a day so please feel free to take them share them you know if you run like a tea party or a republican group or something and you want to put it in your, your newsletter certainly you know it's out there it's free to to share um with your with your friends and family and and then feel free our, our information's on there if you see something happening at a, a local college campus or maybe you know where your alma mater um you know feel free to reach out with the tip and uh you know we'd be happy to to look into it well matt i appreciate what you do thank you for joining us as always we'll have you back on here in a couple weeks this is matt lamb assistant editor the college fix you can find out more at the collegefix.com matt thanks so much for joining us sir thanks for having me Welcome back, my friends. So I hope you enjoyed hope you enjoyed that time with Matt Lamb. I always do. Matt is always good at introducing us to stories. Sometimes the, we, we talk about things like this without Matt, the things that are happening in our 
nutty college campuses around the Fruited Plain. But other times, uh, Matt introduces us to stories that I hadn't seen before. And so I appreciate his work and the hard work of those at the College Fix. And by the way, that's what journalism, journalism, I mean, looks like. They they present the stories um, as as fairly as possible. You got Chuck Todd out there, talked about this yesterday, saying that that's really not the job of journalists. People can fair, uh, confuse what fairness and objectivity or some, some such gibberish and, and nonsense. Chuck Todd has no idea what journalism is. But that's, I mean, that's par for the course for some of these for some of these radicals, some of these so-called journalists today. Anyway, so I just want to wrap up today our conversation about about COVID. We have I, I just we're losing we some would say we've lost the ability to choose. Choice is important. And when you follow the this conversation about COVID to its logical conclusion, and when you treat people like individuals, I don't see how you come down, well, and when you understand freedom and liberty and the Constitution and the role of government, I don't see how you come down on the side of force people to get the vaccine. And we're we're there. We're literally there. This is... It's not surprising, but at the same time, it's still a little bit – to experience, it's always different. I shouldn't say it's surprising, but just, it's, it's just a different maybe sensation or experience to, to, experience, uh, to, to live it, and that's, that's where we are. You know, they mentioned chickenpox. They said the Delta variant is as contagious as the chickenpox, but I was reminded of my – reminded – Again, I'm probably not allowed to ask this question, but who got the chicken pox vaccine? Did you ever get the chicken pox vaccine if you had chicken pox? Well, Todd, that was different. I'm sure that in some ways it was different. But to me, the, the fundamental truth and the point still matters. And, of course, those of us that grew up, I was a child of the 80s. I was. I love that. What's that song? Um, can't think of the country song, but you know, I I grew up in that time period. We had chick. My brother and I had chicken pox. We didn't get the vaccine, but now if you've had it, you're supposed to get it. There's just so many things that just don't make sense to me, and you're not allowed to ask. That's the biggest problem. I've got to go. Have a great weekend. Hang in there. SDG. Take care.